Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a short message for grown-ups. Looking for more bedtime stories per week? Subscribe to Sleep Tight Premium. With Sleep Tight Premium, you can listen to four ad-free stories per week, a growing library, and an extensive selection of sleep sounds guided meditations, and music for sleep. Visit sleeptightpremium.com and start your free trial. A link can be found in our show notes. Thank you. In this episode... I am going to read the next chapter of Matchbox Dreams. Last time, I introduced you to Harper and Remy, and they were just about to go on their first adventure in Dreamland with Titus and Constance. Chapter 2 Dreamland Within minutes of falling asleep, Titus was standing on the beach, looking out over the ocean. He was so excited to be at the ocean, since it was almost 400 miles from his cottage. Isn't the sea pretty? said Constance. Titus looked to his right and saw Constance and Evie standing on the beach near him, holding hands and watching the seagulls swooping down over the waves, looking for small fish to eat. Constance, how do we get to the ocean? asked Titus. The last thing I remember was putting Harper to sleep in his bed near my pillow. Yep, said Harper. That's what you did right before falling asleep. Now you are in dreamland. Titus turned around to see Harper and Remy standing right behind them. Harper, how did you get so big? Asked Titus. You are almost the same size as me. Well, actually, we didn't get big. You, Constance, and Evie got small, said Harper. Whenever you visit Dreamland, you are the same size as your animal friends. Constance said, Hey, Titus, Harper is right. Either that or these seashells are gigantic. She let out a giggle and pointed to seashells that were ten times their usual size. So, what part of Dreamland are we in? Titus asked. Harper and I live in Puffin Village, which is just over the other side of the dunes behind us, heading east, declared Remy. To the north, up the coast, is the town of Willets, where the Squirrel Clan lives. To the south is Ploverville, where the kittens live. And the ocean is to the west, is called Shearwater. About 50 miles out to sea is the beautiful island of Sanderling, home of the puppies. Hey, everyone, Harper said. 
Do you want to come to our house for tea and cookies? Sure, said Evie. Titus and Constance stared at Evie in confusion. Both said at the same time, Evie, you can't speak yet. You're too young. Remember, this is dreamland where everything is possible, declared Harper. With that, everyone started to walk up the dunes towards Harper and Remy's house in Puffin Village. Their home was more of a burrow in the ground than a real house. Imagine a whole village with a village center, a large fountain and shops constructed of boards made from driftwood with water-worn glass for windows. Radiating out in all directions from the village center, like a wagon wheel, were white lanes paved with small particles of broken shells and large grains of sand. These lanes went from the village center to the hills that surrounded Puffin Village. In the hills were hundreds of little burrows. Each burrow was decorated with colorful shells, glass, driftwood fences, and other items that had been found on the beach. One burrow, exceptionally large and ornate, caught Constance's attention. Remy, whose house is that? inquired Constance. That house belongs to Mr. Downing, the mayor of Puffin Village, said Remy. The mayor is going up to Willits this week to meet with the mayor of the squirrels. Last week, some of the squirrels came to Puffin looking to purchase nuts, and one of the younger squirrels accidentally knocked over Mr. Springer's nut cart, causing all his roasted nuts to fall in the street. Before Mr. Springer could catch the youngster, he and his friends took off up a tree and jumped from tree to tree until they were out of Puffin Village. Mr. Downing is going to be traveling there soon to meet with the mayor of Willits to collect payment for the soiled nuts. After a 10-minute walk, they arrived at Harper and Remy's home. Since the kids were the same size as the mice, they had no trouble entering the house and sitting down at the dinner table. Harper started the fireplace, while Remy lit the stove. Being that it was still 1900 in dreamland, homes have yet to have electricity. Electricity, invented in 1882, didn't make it to dreamland until the late 1920s, when kids in the real world started getting electricity to their homes and began dreaming about things like electric lights, electric stoves, and electric heaters. Soon the water was boiling and Remy served everyone tea while Harper took the cookie jar down from the cupboard and gave each person a peanut butter cookie. These cookies are great, said Titus. Can I have another, please? I like this tea. What is it called? asked Constance. You may have as many cookies as you want, Titus, said Remy. After all, it is your dream. Constance, this is dandelion tea. 
We use the whole dandelion, petals, stems, roots, and all to make the tea. One dandelion will last us over a month, even if we drink it every day. After everyone had all the cookies and tea they could eat and drink, they got up to look around the house. Titus had six cookies, Constance had three, and little Evie surprised everyone by eating eight cookies. Now that Evie could speak, her favorite words were, more please. First, they descended a rickety staircase made of wood planks and driftwood to the root cellar. Since they did not have electricity, Remy brought a candle with her made from beeswax and an old yo-yo string. The cellar was large and damp, and in between the roots were shelves lined with all kinds of yummy-looking jars of food. There were jars of cherries floating in a reddish liquid, peanut butter, grape jelly, and cans of peas, corn, and string beans. And there were burlap bags of every type of nut you could think of. From the root cellar, they ascended to the ground floor where the kitchen, library, and living room were. They continued up another flight of stairs to the bedrooms and bathroom. From the bedroom window, they could see an old sailing ship parked in the backyard. Harper, why do you have a ship in the backyard? asked Titus. A few years ago, there was a large storm, and a wave brought the ship all the way over the dunes to our backyard, said Harper. Do you want to go aboard? Without a word, but with shouts of glee, all three of the children rushed down the stairs and were climbing the ladder to get aboard the ship. The ship had three masts with the sail wrapped up, a large deck, and the captain's quarters in the back. This is great, said Titus. All the charts and furnishings are still here. What happened to the captain and crew? We don't know, said Remy. The ship washed up here like you see it, and we were never able to locate the owner. Do you think we can sail it to Sanderling Island someday to see the puppies? Asked Constance. Sure, all you have to do is dream about it when you are here some night, and the ship will be ready to go, responded Remy. Titus, Constance, and Evie spent the rest of the time exploring the ship. Below the deck, there were 20 cannons, 30 hammocks for the crew to sleep in, a galley to cook food, and a large area under the deck stocked with all kinds of food and provisions for a long trip. Titus climbed all the way to the top of the tallest mast and made his way into the crow's nest. From there, he could see all of Puffin Village and how the village did, in fact, look like a wagon wheel. Harper, do you think this used to be a pirate ship? Asked Titus. It could have been, answered Harper. We did find some treasure aboard, 
which is now hidden in one of the caves up in those hills. Can we go looking for treasure today? Titus asked excitedly. We should probably make that a different dream, responded Harper with a soft chuckle. It is a long walk, and we will need to have supplies to take with us. Just as Titus was checking out the deck, he heard an alarm go off. Titus turned to Harper and asked him why an alarm was going off. That is your alarm at home telling you to wake up so you can get ready for school, said Harper. But I don't want to leave, protested Titus with a pout. I like it here in Dreamland, and there is so much to see. What about Constance and Evie? Do they have to wake up too? No, said Remy. They don't have school yet, so they can stay longer. Just as Titus was about to protest again, he woke up looked around, and realized he was in his bedroom. He hit the top of his alarm harder than usual to turn it off and got out of bed. He almost went to wake up Constance and Evie too so that they would have to leave Dreamland, but he decided that was not a nice thing to do. So he went off to the kitchen to see what his mom had prepared for him for his breakfast, still thinking about the magical land he had just come from. <laughs>